I was scammed. Now there's a sentence you hope to never utter. But if it happens to you, what do you do? How do you deal and how do you heal? In this episode, certified financial coach and consultant Nicole Suarez shares her story. How she was led astray. How she coped with the financial fallout. How she sunk to depth so low that she thought of taking her own life. And eventually, how she crawled out of that pit and began to heal. Nicole opens up a very important conversation on the show about suicide and about how there is always hope and the promise of better days. My name is Leah Cruz. On this episode of What Class Ceiling, we talk to Nicole Suarez. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to What Glass Ceiling. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Leah. Thank you for having me. Nicole, you're a certified financial planner and consultant now, and you're the founder of The Bullish Life. But has personal finance been something that you were always inclined toward? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think this career was something that I really needed. So I, I remember I got into this because I was looking for something to do because I just gave birth. So what's something that I could do? And then I joined this insurance company. And then, oh, hey, this is very interesting because I didn't understand how important it was until I was a part of it. Years after, I realized, okay, we can't just live with insurance alone. There are so many things that we have to consider. And no one taught me this. Growing up, no one taught me about what I needed. This isn't taught in school. Well, at least it wasn't. Um, I was looking for guidance. And there was nothing. There, were, there was really nothing that I could find. Parang, I would find like bank tellers. That was my only access. And they'd offer me products. Parang, is this the growth of my money? Is this is this all I should do? I should work my ass off and that's it? And it'll never end? So yeah, this is a career that I think, yeah, I, I really needed it. I needed that career. I needed to understand it. I needed to learn it. So it found me. <laughs> what was your background before making the shift to the world of personal finance? Hospitality. I, my last, well, previous job was um, VIP services. I was a VIP services manager. And um, I used to be a front desk officer at hotels. So I was really into the service industry. So if you check out The Bullish Life, I'm heavy on the details when it comes to serving the client, the coachy. So I go talaga the extra mile. I guess that's the service training. That's my background. It seems very different from, you know, <laughs> the world of personal finance. And then you talk about how you sort of just found it and fell into it. But is there another sort of story behind it? What, what, what triggered this passion? It was my daughter. It was really my daughter. So I gave birth and... Wala eh. Parang, how do I prepare for a child? Um, first of all, when I had her, we weren't married. So everything else was just uncertain. Everything was uncertain. So what happened was, when I found out I was scrambling for money, I was panicking. I was thinking, okay, what if my husband leaves me? 
what if my parents abandon me and they'd be like, okay, you wanted this, so you live on your own <laughs> and stuff like that. So there were a lot of um, fears. And sad to say, yeah, um, it, it, it came from a fear-based thought. But then now, how I see it, it's something that, you know, I really needed back then. I really needed it. It's so interesting how major life changes, like say, an unplanned pregnancy or, or fears, the fears that you mentioned, trigger, trigger your interest and anxiety and worry in, in things that actually should be basic knowledge and should be information available to everyone. But but it's 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 sad that we have to work we have to start from a point of worry and anxiety and fear. Right. And we don't we don't need that. If we I was only prepared back then, had I had, you know, um someone to talk to about it, like a path, a life plan perhaps, um, or someone to guide me, that would have helped them. But then, yeah, um, looking back, there, there was really nothing that I had back then. How, how did you educate yourself about it? How did you learn the ropes? So I started, um, I enrolled at this certification course with IARFC, International Association of Registered Financial Consultants, because I really wanted to dig deeper. Like, I was telling myself, I can't just stop at this. I can't just stop at money market. I can't just stop at um, insurance policies, HMO. There has to be something that I could do to grow my money or to somehow make it, you know, um, faster or um, work smarter about it. Something I, I could do that would be smarter when it comes to finance. Because before, voila, I was really, money was just in and out. I'd get a paycheck. Um, I had a, I deserve this mindset. And it starts from there. It, it really starts from there. And those were the things that I had to change when I had my daughter. But siempre, um, when you scramble for money, when you're, you're in fear, you know, when you're fearful of something, mistakes happen. So that was part of my journey also. What are some of these mistakes that, that you've made? Because I, I was going to ask about that next. Is, is there, was there a learning curve? Were, were, were there mistakes that you made on your journey? <laughs> well, I guess the biggest one would be the biggest tuition fee, I'd call it, would be... Um, the casino lending scam. It was a very big deal because um, it was my boss who got me into it. So, so it was something, you know, you at the back of our heads, you were thinking, okay, this is kind of too good to be true. Um, 6% returns in, like on a monthly basis. But then, of course, we trusted him. So, yeah, it, it, I, I see this as, I see him as my greatest teacher now. But of course, before um, reaching this point of, I guess, understanding what happened, I really had to go through very dark moments 
just how serious was it? Can can you? I mean, I'm I'm not gonna press so much for maybe the details, but how mm-hmm. big of a scam was it, and how big and serious were the repercussions? Okay, since we're a group of um, consultants, planners, there are really a lot of us in this group. I guess it was for them. It was heavier. It was harder because they they went as far as talking to clients. My, um, what I did was, since I felt like it was a little bit shady already because of the returns, I spoke naman with my family. So it was like my dad, my husband, um, my best friend. And one client who was forcing me na, I really want to get into it. So no, ma- no matter how I explain that, um, okay, you can lose your money here. This is a high-risk investment. It's casino for, for crying out loud. It's ca- a casino lending company. So you can lose your money. Um, I guess I made it clear. Um, but I had to own up to it. I had to be accountable. Um, I, I see it as part of my healing also that I got these people into it. So I have to be somehow responsible. It was very serious because I guess my exposure was about, not sure if I'm allowed to share, about 5 million in total. But then the people in that group had about 20 to 40 million pesos each person. Oh my. So it was that huge. It was that yeah, big. Yeah, that's... that's- yeah. It's not 5,000 pesos or 20,000 yes. pesos. It's, yes. it's not even 100,000 pesos. These are really, th- those are a lot of zeros. Yes, a lot <laughs> of zeros. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for me, I was um, more of what affected me was the guilt. And I, I was really embarrassed. Like for someone who studied and, um, you know, I'm out there talking about personal finance and here I am, I, I'm like in the middle of a scam and all that. Um, that's what really, um, it really ate me up na parang, I, I can't face yeah. people anymore. I was so embarrassed and yeah. wala, parang I just couldn't get out of it for like months, for months. Talagang, um, blame Anger, shame, it was all there. The guilt, it was so heavy. But yeah, buti na lang, I got out of that. I can imagine. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how, how far along were you in your journey as someone who worked in the world of personal finance? Were you, were you a few years in? Medyo kabisado mo na the ropes? Or I was in were you- about second year okay. i'm in my sixth year now okay. so about my second year yeah second or third year so, so but i would that's actually know, early yeah that that's early in sorry go ahead yeah it yeah you could say it's early but that time parang finico gosh here i am talking about money and i get scammed parang ganun yung ganun yung fear ko noon ganun yung concern ko noon na oh, what will people say what will my clients say okay so the the emotions that you had to deal with aside 
as a as someone who knows what she's talking about in personal finance, when you're faced with a mountain of a task like that, I mean, to to be perfectly honest, getting into debt and getting scammed has actually led people to take their own lives. It's yeah. it's it's really yeah. It's it's like a serious it's a serious thing. And when you're faced with a with with a mountain like that to scale and conquer, I mean, how how do you tackle it? Where 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 do you start? What did you do? I had suicidal ideation. So I was trying to keep it to myself because I was somehow, I had a background of life coaching. So I was thinking, hey, maybe I could process on my own. Until I would daydream about it. I would daydream about um, how I would do it, where I would do it, um, what am I going to do? Uh, what will happen after? I'm very prepared when it comes to that, by the way, um, with estate planning because it's my job. So yung after, yeah. that's prepared for. So it's so scary that I had to open up to my husband that buggy, I am thinking of it. And it's been months. And I have to get out of it because I really cannot anymore and I really broke down and that's when he realized okay I thought you were okay I thought you were managing quite well but then here you are um I was I remember we were at the parking lot and I I just couldn't take it anymore and I just started crying so that's when I asked for help um I reached out to life coaches psychologists um and yeah what was effective was making time for god um as cliche as it may sound but what saved me that day that i wanted to take my life was a worship song um i i was staring at my daughter's photo i'm like i cannot i cannot do this i i don't want to do it Better the body wants to. That that's how it felt. So I remember feeling cold. Like the, I felt like my my hands were cold, and then I I felt like I was frozen, and yeah. So it, it, I re, I asked for help. I knew it was a big deal already, with but, the thought that I had. And the sensation of what's happening, I couldn't understand. And it was that. This is not something actually that people share. And I'm sure that there are others who have gone through moments like that or who are perhaps going through it at the moment. But it's not really something that, that, you know, it's difficult, I can imagine, to open up about it, even to your loved ones, even to people who you know will be there for you. What, what's the most important thing that you have to tell people who are possibly having thoughts like that and feeling those sensations also? Again, as cliche as it sounds, you'll get over it. Um, it's a phase that you really have to... Uh, you really have to fight for it. Fight for what you want. Fight for your life. Because I knew deep down I didn't want to take, I didn't want to go like that. I really didn't want, I, I had a, I have a daughter. 
diba? And look at me now, like looking back, had I done that, diba? I'm now pregnant, um, happily married, I have the best relationships, I have the best clients, my gosh, I have the best clients, um, everything just worked so perfectly well after that. And yeah, I, I see him as my greatest teacher. It was an expensive tuition fee that's 5 million pesos. Um, but I needed to go through that. Maybe because, you know, here I am talking to you, sharing my story. Maybe there will be people, you know, who would need to hear this, who are going through this. Um, yeah. How how do you how would you tell others who are possibly also going through it not to not to give up at that moment because you did mention that that you know life really unfolded well for you after that but I guess when you're in the moment it's very hard to believe that and there's so much uncertainty and you're not sure if it's going in that direction what can they it hold is. on to. I guess awareness also. Like, it's already there. Awareness. Then comes acceptance. Um, I, and really ask for help. That time, I was so scared to ask for help because I saw it as an expense. Parang, ito na nga, I'm having a hard time already. I'm paying up people. I lost a huge amount of money. And then I'm gonna pay for service to help me get out of this. I that that was the challenging part for me. Why would I spend ba? That was the question. So yeah, um you really have to ask for help. Uh looking back, I would think of maybe we shouldn't share this. It's really up to you. Um I would think of people who take their lives as, okay, that was so petty for that kind of amount or for this kind of situation, na breakan lang or what diba? Why would you do that? But when you're in that situation, yeah, just thinking about it now, it was really hard. It was a struggle to get out. You can't get out in a snap. How have you changed your personality or or you as a person, how how have you changed since conquering that mountain? There are a lot um, of changes. I am, well, Mars, my husband would say I am calmer now. Um, I would usually react right away. Now I would pause before I react. So this goes with my relationships, how I talk to people, um, how I manage my finances. Parang it's not as um, aggressive as before. So aggressive in the sense that, okay, I, there's a big chance you'll make a mistake. <laughs> but then here you are still... Um, Trying your best to be a daredevil and all that. So I guess it's that. Now from the financial advisor and financial planner side of you, when you're faced with a literal mountain of debt and 
you know, it's not affecting you well emotionally, of course, and, and mentally. I mean, it's a lot of weight on you. I mean, how do you tackle that step by step? For financial debt? Yeah, I mean, if, if you're, you know, you've just been scammed. So there's a lot of emotional, there's a lot of emotions that you're going through. And, and, and you have to pay off, you have to pay off the debt. Yeah. And right. what, what, what would be the first things that you would tell people to do? To accept it, to understand it, to lay it all down. Um, it's a hard pill to swallow, a very hard pill to swallow. But I guess this is the reason why um, I've been taking up coaching um, this year, the coaching certification course, because you can't just manage people's finances, tell them what to do, when in fact, there's something, there's a mindset or a limiting belief that they have that's stopping them from overcoming that, you know, money problem or they have like a limiting belief when it comes to their money, it's going to hinder them from reaching their money goals. So um, yeah, that's something I've been studying too. I've been coaching money mindset as well. How long did it take you to recover from that? Hmm. I think it took about a year also. If I remember, yeah. Correctly, about a year. So it was like a breakup and then you bargaining with a person who scammed you, trying to find ways to help the other people who were scammed as well. I had to put them first. Um, yeah, it took about a year until I realized, okay, this is, this is a dead end already. I just have to find a solution to it. About a year, yeah. And how long did it take you to recover from that emotionally? Which is, I guess, the bigger question there. Hmm. Probably longer. Um, I'm not sure on how what the exact time frame is. But when I started learning about myself and understanding what I went through and accepting that, because that there was so much hate in my heart when that happened. I was so mad. I was I was very mad at the person. Um, I guess when I saw photos of him and I'd see him around or hear about his new scam and I'd feel like I'm okay. It's it doesn't it doesn't hurt anymore. Or I don't think of hurting him back anymore. That's a time that I realized, huh? wow, I actually am over it. Surprisingly, because back then, I really didn't think I would get over it. Trust and confidence are two things that are quite difficult to reestablish after they've been broken. And we're talking about Many different kinds. So there's trust and confidence in yourself. I mean, you have to learn how to trust yourself and have confidence in yourself and your skills after. And then there's like the the trust and confidence that your clients or other people have in you, and which is important, of course, when you also have your own business. How did you rebuild yours? 
Let's start with the trust and confidence in yourself. It was telling my story. It was getting out there and, you know, if people gossip about it before, um, this is my, my side. Um, it was really letting people know that this is what happened. Um, luckily, I didn't have, you know, um, VIP clients who were scammed. It would have been like a different story. Um, so really just telling my parents what happened since they were part of it. They invested in that. Talking to my husband about it. I remember I was telling him, do you want me to just um, give you the certain property? Because I, I really couldn't. I really couldn't take the, the guilt and embarrassment that I went through. So no one judged me. I mean, not, not, none of my family um, told me that, oh, see, you got into this, you blamed, you know, no, no, no one put me in that situation wherein I would even feel bad about myself. So that helped a lot. It really did. Um, they, they listened to me. Um, and yeah, I guess it started from them trusting me again. And that's where I realized that, okay, maybe I can start again. Because I really wanna, I wanted to get out already. I remember I, re- I really wanted to stop. Okay, hindi ko kahihiyan. But then, yeah, it's, it's just an expensive tuition. Yes, <laughs> very expensive tuition. <laughs> But how about like learning to trust yourself again and have confidence in your own skills? I mean, I'm sure that was quite a process too. A lot of prayers. A lot of prayers. Um, I held on to God. I have a very beautiful relationship with Him now. Um, It happens, eh? You know, Uh, I, I can't, I can't just go out there and be like, I'm afraid. I'm not, I'm just going to hide forever. I can't be that. I I'd still want my children to be proud of me. I, I don't want my, you know, my little girl to say that, wow, my mom actually went through this. And this is something that, you know, she can maybe use as an anchor when she's older, you know, she might go through something that's very heavy. She can use this. Do you are you open with like say your clients or the people that you work with with what happened to you before? Do you, or do you worry? Do you worry about what they'll think? Not anymore. I actually take care of them even more. So like I warn them right away that okay, for example, you get into cryptocurrency. Okay, these are the pros and cons. I just want to let you know everything that's high risk. Please consider this as money that is gone. Um, think of it that way. So yeah, I, I have a better relationship with them because there's nothing to hide. Um, I feel like I'm smarter now when it comes to that, you know. Um, and yeah, it's it's a, a better relationship for us because... They know the story. What are your thoughts on forgiveness? Either forgiving yourself or those who wronged you. 
you're really gonna have to uh, take your sweet time. At least for me, I took my sweet time. Um, I didn't force myself. I went, I sat with it. I sat with the anger. I sat with the guilt. But you're really gonna have to pick yourself up. Because how I see it, you know, keeping that hate in my heart will lead me to a, a critical illness. <laughs> That's like a thought, a belief that I have. I don't want, I don't want that. I want to live a long life. And I want to take care of my kids. I want to take care of my husband. So forgiveness is something that it's a process that you have to really go through. And yeah, sit with, sit with all the emotions. If you could, if you could offer your kids like the top lessons that you've learned from the entire ordeal, from the very beginning up until the recovery, and even now looking back at it, what would they be? Probably it's, sorry, I keep mentioning, eh? it's the relationship that I have now eh, with God. So that's something that, really helped me um it, it it was something that i took for granted getting to know him getting to know god having that kind of relationship um grabe i even read the bible now so sino ba to? who is this person um you have to hold on to something, eh? whatever it is, whatever it is that you believe in, whatever religion, that's something that really helped me. So, you know, I'm preparing my daughter, and my future child, to really have that relationship also. Because when everything's gone, you're going to have to hold on to that. You also mentioned at the beginning that, I mean... There was a lot of uncertainty, I can imagine, right before this happened because you it was an unplanned pregnancy and then you weren't married and then to be hit with that pa. I mean, it it's like a it's like a you know, it's like wow, what 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 else what else can you throw at me, you know? And, right. Yeah. So how do you stand on your own two feet now, especially that you're you have a beautiful growing family. You're running your practice. And how do you take all those little experiences and, and, and apply it to your family now? I've learned how to ask for help. Um, you know, growing up, that was something that I took pride of. I'm independent. I can do it on my own. Um, girl power and all that. Girl boss stuff. But then... You know, I have like a really uh, great partner, a husband that I can depend on, a man that I can trust and help me go through stuff. And it's it's the same with my relationship with um, a kid. So it's that. How do you give your clients the assurance that they need and, and the security that they need when they're, when they're making big decisions or they want to venture into territory that is perhaps high risk and you you know the worst you know the worst possible outcome there but how do you how do you give them that stability that they need when they come to you for advice it's important to be transparent very important to be transparent 
um, in the sales industry, this is something that um, I guess they tell you not to do. Like there are some situation or some, you know, hidden charges that they tell you not to mention just so you close a deal. This time with um, my career, with my practice, I make sure that they know everything. They know what they're getting into. They know that, uh, okay, I'm up. I'm actually an affiliate of this company. Wala na eh. Parang there's really nothing to lose. Um, if they don't want it, then it's not a loss. So it was important that, um, yeah, understanding and being transparent with them. What is your biggest piece of advice for people going through such an emotionally turbulent time who've had thoughts of ending things, who've had, who've had all of these moments where they're really ready to give up. What is the biggest piece of advice that you would give them? It's a different journey for, for each person. It's going to be a different story. So I hope you can hold on to, um, hold on to the thought that there are better days. Hold on to the thought that um, just like the stock market, you know, there are ups, there are downs. Um, yes, history can repeat itself, but it could also perform well. Um, you're not going to be down forever. So stay bullish. Nicole, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I'm sure it wasn't easy. And I actually didn't expect it to get as serious to take that serious turn that this that this conversation did. And I know you're pregnant, so I didn't want I I I didn't expect such a heavy emotional toll on you this this entire no, conversation. Okay. I I wanna let you know also that I'm speaking from inspiration. So if we siguro talk um five years ago or four years ago, it would have been a different yeah. story. But yeah, I'm speaking from inspiration now and I hope this reaches like, you know, people who really need to hear it. Yeah. You stumble upon um, Leah's podcast. Um, this is probably the answer for you. Yeah, yeah I hope it's so meant too. to be. I really hope so too. So before we let you go, before we let you go, <laughs> what are the words that you live by nowadays? It's... Probably making sure that my thoughts are clear. So it's important that I stay calm. So it's really the the calmness and yeah, the zen that I hold on to now. Hold on to my breath work. Nicole, thank you so much for sharing your story on What Glass Ceiling. <laughs> 